Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, thanks for getting up early to join us. We know you're in Seattle. And before we get to the baseball thing, I got to ask you, how bummed out are you as a UW guy about Kalen DeBoer leaving to go to Alabama? Uh, I'm bummed. You know, it's definitely one of those things where I kind of, I kind of get it though. Uh, looking at Alabama as kind of the, the pinnacle of that college coaching, it's, uh, kind of hard to blame him for taking it, but definitely disappointed to see him go, but I'm, I'm excited about the, the new guy we got. So Andrew, just walk us through when you found out that you were coming to the Cardinals organization, what was the feeling like and what was your reaction? Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. The first 48 hours or so, it was just kind of processing it. You know, it's a, it always kind of, uh, you never really, I mean, I, I knew it was possible this off season, but I, you never really expected. And, and so it kind of took it just a minute to, to kind of, uh, really understand what was going on. But after that, it was, it's excitement. You know, I, I think I've been fortunate to get traded to an organization with such good history and a strong fan base. I mean, everything, everyone just talks about the fan base and how it's such a, a great atmosphere to play in at Bush stadium. And, and, um, you know, I'm just really looking forward to it at this point. Andrew, you had Tommy John in 2022. How do you feel that your body and, and arm has responded to that? It takes a while sometimes. So how do you feel coming into the season? I feel really good. I, I feel as healthy as I felt. I mean, I know that's probably due to, to the surgery, but as healthy as I felt ever really. And, uh, you know, I think getting into games at the end of last year was really important for me just to get back uh, kind of in that environment and, and feel that adrenaline kind of pumping through you and, um, you know, and, and test to myself that, that I was healthy and, and, and ready to get back at it. So now that I've had a, a kind of a normal off season under my belt, uh, I'm really excited to get back and, and use this kind of now healthy arm uh, for a full season. Yeah, how does that propel you? You mentioned at the end of last season, nine appearances, a 1.08 ERA. I was looking that one pitch was barreled up. So how does that propel you into your excitement going into spring training? Well, it's, it feels good. You know, I'm, I'm excited, especially coming off, uh, you know, throwing the ball well down the stretch at the end there. Um you know, I think any you always want your last outing of the year to to not be something negative. You got to think about all off season. So, uh, you know, I was happy with how I threw at the end of the year, and and I think it's just um, something really to build on heading into heading into this year. But but now it'll be with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and I'm and I'm really excited about that. And Andrew, you had that magnificent year in 2021 with the 1.88 ERA, and you threw in 57 games. When things are going well. For Andrew Kittredge, what's it look like? Uh, a lot of strikes and uh, hopefully quick outs. You know, I I just like I like to keep it really simple. I 
I really just attack hitters. Um, you know, that's something that the Rays kind of instilled in me was just, you know, throw the ball over the plate, um, you know, just force force action, you know, trust your stuff. And, and it's, it, you know, it's a simple game that I think we sometimes try to make too complicated. And, and my approach, I, I know that I thrive when I'm, when I'm really keeping it simple. So uh, I just like to, to uh, throw strike one, throw strike two, and then, and then keep going after them. So. Have you heard from anybody in the organization yet, a player or anybody like that reach out to you? Um, no, but you know, we're, I'm about to get down to Florida and, and get to work. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've been around for a little while now and I, I feel like I know somebody on every team in the league. And this just happened to be one that I, I didn't really know anybody. You know, I know a lot of names. I, there's a lot of, there's a really good veteran presence and, um, you know, a lot of really good players and, and really good roster. Um, and I'm just excited to go down and, and get to work and get to know guys and, um, you know, build some relationships. What's it like to be traded? On one hand, you have a team that you're with and they trade you. But on the other hand, the, the team that gets you is saying, we love you. We want you here. So what's it like being traded? Um, it's definitely interesting. You know, uh, I, I hold no ill will or anything towards the Rays. I, I absolutely love my time there. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of, there's, there's certain times in your career and, and contract situation and different things where it kind of makes sense for a team to kind of move on or, or try to get something in return for you. And I think it was just kind of one of those timing things for me. So, you know, I don't have any, uh, ill will towards the Rays. I, I absolutely love my time there. Um, you know, that was the team that gave me an opportunity to pitch in the big league. So I'll forever be grateful for them and, and uh, the support that they gave me and the opportunities. But I'm also, you know, really excited, you know, just such a historic franchise with the Cardinals and, um, you know, a, a good situation. I, I, I do have to get a little bit used to the National League. I've I grew up a, a Mariners fan in the Northwest, and I've played in the American League my whole career. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's um, it's uh, just excitement, really, on my end. Who was your favorite Mariner growing up? Is this too obvious? Oh, it, it, I think it is. I think it is too obvious. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is is the reason that I I started to love baseball at a young age, and. Um, and uh, I'm forever grateful for that, too. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But, you know, that team that you grew up watching, and uh, you probably – do you remember Edgar Martinez playing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so oh, yeah. it was Martinez uh, and A-Rod and Randy Johnson, the big unit. I mean, you had so many good players to watch there for such a long time. Yeah, and then even, you know, Ichiro coming in a little bit later, but, uh, you know, breaking the hits record and, and – you know, watching Felix Hernandez uh, do his thing for as long as he did and, and just be such an ace for the league. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the Mariners hadn't, hadn't really had a, a lot of success through through all of that talent that they seem to have go through there. But it's really what made me love baseball and, and all those watching all those guys. That's those, that's my childhood memories. So that's uh that's that's awesome just to even have it brought up again. That's that's really cool. Hey, Andrew, what's it going to be like? And I'm sure you've thought about this because you go around and you, there are a select few franchises that draw 40000 a game. And it's going to be a stark difference, I would think, when you know that when you get to the ballpark and when you get to your role in the game that there's going to be that energy of 40000 on hand. What's it going to be like for you? I think, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, I think 
I think most players like to feed off that energy. You know, playing in the American League East the last handful of years, you know, we go into places like Boston and New York and, um, you know, and, and then the rest of the, you know, the schedule is kind of, you know, you'll end up in places where the, the environment is great. Um, and I just, I think most players kind of feed off that to an extent, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really easy to muster up adrenaline and excitement when, when the, the atmosphere in the stadium is loud and, um, you know, that's, that's what makes it fun coming to the park and, and, and expecting to play just because, uh, you know that, uh, you know, you got to be on your A game, you know, you got a lot of people in the stands watching. And, uh, I think that's, I think for me anyway, that's what makes it fun. You mentioned how you throw it over the plate sometimes, see what happens, and then you have the analytics of the game, which is probably a little bit of both. How do you balance analytics with what you're trying to do on the mound? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting approach. I think you have to figure out uh, in what areas can analytics make you as an individual better um, also while still using your eyes and your brain and, and things that you know to be true. So for instance, like me, I mean, I think, you know, a sinker is a pitch that I developed a handful of years ago, 2019, I think was when I started throwing it, but, um, you know, just looking at some of the numbers on that and why it was, it was a good pitch for me that, that really changed the trajectory trajectory of my career. Um, and then, but also, you know, still trusting that, there are some simple things that, that we know work and, um, you know, like throwing the ball over the plate. But I think analytics, you know, backs up a lot of that stuff too where, you know, they talk about your your probabilities if, you throw, if you're ahead in the count. So throw strike one and, and uh, you know, so I like to focus on first pitch strikes and, and uh, my low walk rate and things like that because I think analytics kind of all plugs into to saying that those are good things to, to do. So, like I said, I just try to keep things simple. Um, and there is, you know, some use of analytics involved in that too. So, Andrew, there were uh, some really interesting comments made about your club that went to the World Series a few years ago because uh, we talked to Greg Amzinger from MLB Network every week on the show. He's a St. Louis guy. And he would always talk about how every single reliever out of the Rays bullpen had a different look. And you're, you're around the organization. So was that planned? So what Pete Fairbanks brings is different than what Andrew Kittredge brings or, or what K- Castillo brings. Was that noticeable? to you guys right away that hey we're, we're all kind of different down here um i it, it was noticeable to an extent i i don't know that it was maybe by design as much as it was a coincidence i mean i guess maybe that's a question for some of the higher ups with the rays i guess but i what i did know is that they they did a really good job of identifying what individuals did well um and then would just really you know kind of put them in that mode like hey we want you to do that specific thing so like for instance my first year up I was you know my slider was my best pitch and they just said throw it more throw it more and I I think I ended up throwing you know 75 80 percent sliders that year um just because they were saying you know this is your best pitch this is what you do well um do that so I think they really just instill confidence in guys and, and really try to to uh, maximize what it is that, it, that the individual does well. And, and then they try to get them to do that all the time. So, um, you know, I think a lot of times it looks a different ways, you know, you got Fairbanks who's throwing a hundred and cutting fastballs and, uh, you know, Castillo who would throw a lot of sliders, you know? So it, it, uh, it really just is, 
there are definitely a lot of looks that you're getting down there in that bullpen, but um, a lot of it is they, they just they find a way to to identify talent and, and use it well. And by the way, Pete Fairbanks and Josh Fleming are both St. Louis guys. Have you texted with either of them? Oh, yeah. I've definitely got some recommendations uh, uh, already from Pete. And, uh, you know, it's funny because um, I think one of them, uh, it was Pete's family was actually helping me uh, find my housing there in St. Louis. So definitely been nice to, to have some people that I know that are from the area to to get some recommendations and, and kind of get the layout. Cool. This isn't a knock against Tampa Bay, but they, they don't have the history, clearly, of the St. Louis Cardinals. And on opening day, they're going to roll out red jackets. So those are Cardinal Hall of Famers. And then you have Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Have you heard about what opening day is here in St. Louis? I, I haven't. It sounds like I'm in for a treat. Though. Oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. You're going to enjoy it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, everybody will say, don't miss this. It's it's really important. Hey, Andrew, one more thing from me. What, before the Cardinals got you, one of the things that I wanted the Cardinals to get was a veteran reliever who's been through a pennant race. Because when the Cardinals have gone to World Series, inevitably there's a veteran guy down there that – young relievers can bounce things off of. So if a, a rookie Cardinal reliever comes to Andrew Kittredge and says, what are September and October like? How does it change? What do you tell them? Um, it's louder. It's way louder. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy because you, you play in these regular season games, you know, tight games late, and it's um, you feel like this is kind of the pinnacle of what the sport's like as far as atmosphere and everything. And and the playoffs is just everything multiplied by 10. But the one thing that I always try to remind guys of, it's it's the same game. You know, we're playing the same game we were playing on opening day. It's just everything is a little bit amplified. So if you can, if you can kind of rein in your emotions and your adrenaline a little bit, I think it's going to serve you better. But a lot of times that's easier said than done because that playoff atmosphere is, is a little bit overwhelming at times. And you can see why. Uh, there's so much excitement, you know, and, and so much anything can happen in the playoffs kind of thing. So um, that's what I would say. I mean, it's just just be prepared for it to be louder. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be loud here. Andrew Kittredge, it is great to have you here in St. Louis. We appreciate your time. Looking forward to meeting you face to face and uh, have a great spring training and a great career here in St. Louis. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on, guys, and uh, and happy Groundhog Day.